Hey girl, hey, you back? Girl, it's okay. Let's see what I have for you today. Mwah. Hey girl, hey, welcome back, you guys, to season five, episode one, the Real Table Talk Church Kids edition, you guys. I'm back along with some new co-hosts to address your assumptions and questions about being church kids. This panel is a little different than before, though, because it's a mixture of ladies and, of course, gentlemen. Youth and young adults, we got your back. I'm ready, and I know they are, too. Enough of me talking. Ladies and gentlemen, introduce yourselves, please. Hey, y'all. I'm DeAndrea. I'm 19, and I go to the Fort Valley State <laughs> University. Okay. My name is Zion um, Barnes, and um, I'm a musician. Um, I produce two. Um, I'm 22. <clears throat> hey, y'all. Uh, I'm Alexis, and I'm 20, and I go to GCU, which is Grand Canyon University out of Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm an educator. Yes, yes, yes. Love to see it. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and jump right into it. So Proverbs 22 and 6 says, train up a child in the way they should go. That's one of the thousands of scriptures our parents use to let them guide us to start our foundation. What is that foundation, you may ask? The church. Being in church can benefit in many ways, but as you get older, the outside world seems to move our focus and causes us to sometimes sway or question who we are at times. With that being said, guys, how is it being a church kid overall, and what were some of the reasons you were told or experienced firsthand that caused you to not stay in church as you got older? Anybody want to go first? Um, being being raised in the church and stuff, of course, was different. Um, because you know I had some friends that didn't go to church. Um, mm-hmm. my mom made sure I was in Sunday school, vacation Bible school, all that stuff. So it was it was an experience. Um, some of the reasons that I kind of stray away from going to church. Uh, was made basically the people there. Uh, you have some older people that are setting their ways, and they don't want to try to adjust to the new things. They weren't open to new things, and then you have some members that are very judgmental. It'd be like, oh, look at those tight pants she got on her. Mm-hmm. Look at that shirt she got on her. Oh, she colored her hair red, red as fuck. Um, prostitutes, you know, stuff like that. So that just really kind of made me take a step back. Okay. Okay. All right, Lexi Zion, what y'all have to say about it? Um what was it, how, just what what was the question again? I just I'm just repeating. Okay. Um I said how is it being a church kid overall and what were some of the reasons you were told or experienced firsthand that caused you to not stay in church as you got older? Um 
Well, I'm still, you know, I'm still in church right now. As of right now, I'm still in church, still playing for church. As far as, um, you know, building a relationship, you know, just for myself, not for any. That's what kind of like, um, as young people have to really keep in mind is like we're not going to church for other people. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I get it. You know, Ben. You know, Ben's judgment. You know, Ben judgmental. And I, I, trust me, I've been through it. Um, especially plenty of years, uh, especially being a musician, um, and everybody really don't see, they, they see, you know, the, um, the outside appearance more than the inside, uh, appearance, you know, mm-hmm. it's more so like, it's more so like, uh, well, um, you know, looking at my outside appearance, it's, I mean, just just like me, like I know, I know, like some for for instance, like some people, uh, like some people in church, talk about you know men, you know, in church, it's kind of like, uh, well, where in the Bible does it say you know <laughs> that I'm not supposed to wear earrings, I mean, earrings, you know, mm-hmm. um, but um, we um, I don't know, it's just like um. The reason why people like stray away from churches, like like um, uh, DeAndre said, she said like um, you know um, people just just mental like especially the uh, like um, my parents, people that that like my parents' age, older, um, mm-hmm. just judgmental. You know what I'm saying? They they just judgmental. They stuck in their ways. They just stuck in religion mm-hmm. and not looking at it as well. We are we're a body of Christ. You know what I'm saying? We're we're a whole we're a whole body of Christ. We're not, you know, it's not just um, you know, I don't know, it's just it's just it's just weird. It's just kinda it's just it's just weird, you know. But yeah. I don't know if I really answered that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alexis, what do you have to say, Miss PK? Okay, as a church kid, especially a PK. There's going to always be good and bad, you know, stigmas. Either way, you know, I have to remind myself that um, it's up to me to um, to display the good um, stigma or the bad stigma. But however, um, although I love, you know, being a church kid, because I was a church kid before I became a PK. I only been a PK for two years. Um, It will make three years in January. Um, But I have to have a goal that I have to make church look, you know, fun to the yeah. so without what anybody as you know the older people you know no matter what they say you know mm-hmm. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do I'm gonna make church look fun it may not be in your way you may not agree to it and that's fine you know I'm okay with people's opinions but just long as you know what I present is in alignment with you know with God and like you know Zion said we have to have the mindset that we are coming to church for one thing, and that's for God. And that's what yeah. I had to have the mindset. So no matter what anybody said, you know, I don't care what you say because God is breathing life into me every single day. Come He's making now. sure I have a check every day, not you all. So, say you know, that. I had to learn to not give energy and waste energy to people. And I love to say this all the time. I don't have the time and the energy to worry about what you say or what you think. I have okay. other things I have to worry about. Literally, so I I don't have the time <laughs> to worry right. about you know these people, and um, and I just want a lot of people to get that understanding. You know, we we're not worrying about what other people say, 
Mm-hmm. You know, if that's the case, we're gonna have to find another church. Find a church that will fit you. Because I, I refuse to go to a church where I'm just, you know, feeling sad. I'm feeling bound. I just cannot. So right. that's what I had to learn. Yeah, I I think I think everything that you Zion D'Angelo, all y'all really like y'all just really hit the nail on the head. Um, for my experience, my 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 parents have been ministers since I think I was even before I was even like born. Um, but I know it they weren't like ministers like that long though. By the time I was born, but pretty much my whole life though. Um, so for me, my dad, he used to be like the pallbearer for our old pastors because we all have been in three different churches. But like for our old pastors, the first two churches, he was the pallbearer. He was over transportation. Mama was over, you know, the children's ministry, the children's choir. Um, I was assistant on the dance team. I was singing, you know, helping out or whatever have you. Um so I must definitely say, um, being a church kid, my experience was fun. Um, I never, I, I feel like my mama kind of made sure that we were disciplined enough to not be able to get checked in church. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds weird, but for a lot of our parents, for, for if they were old fashioned, it was one of those things where what you wearing, you know, tomorrow or what you wearing today before I even stepped out of my room or before right. I even put on what I wore. <laughs> so it was kind of like my parents checked check us prior to us going to, to. Yes, before somebody had to step in and check us. So I say this to say was, you know, my parents, it was just certain things that they just did not allow us to do. And, you know, being a kid, I necessarily didn't probably understand it back then. But the older I got, I appreciate it even more because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, thank you for doing that because now I see what you're talking about. And honestly, I feel like if I wasn't in church, save me from, from being in a lot of craziness. Right. Um, and that's outside mm-hmm. of the world. So I feel like being a church kid overall was a blessing in disguise that I didn't really, I don't think I really, before COVID, I, I appreciate it. But like, I didn't really, I meant what I said beforehand. But it's like, I really treasured the fact that my parents raised me in, 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 a, in a stable church and they didn't always have me church hopping. Um, yeah. I know some people have that experience. They always church hopping. Oh, because you don't like this. Oh, because you don't like that. And it's like we as black people especially have the have the mentality that, oh, the, the press is going to say something that you like. Oh, we got to run. My right. parents were never like that because at the end of the day, when the pastor gonna when the pastor gonna talk to you? You tell me. If if, a, if the pastor is never talking about you or talking to you about any of your situations the whole time that you go to that church, like you, don't say, you need to reconsider. Yeah, you. Mm-hmm. Can. I was I was raised in a non denominational setting. I mean, I didn't have to deal with Baptists or right. <laughs> other denominationals. So a lot of stuff I didn't have to necessarily deal with because it was more of a it should be a come as you are, but in non denominational churches, y'all know like it's more so of come as you are. Like people gonna talk about you, but they're not gonna say it to your face. And let's right. not go. But it was one of those things where, like I said, like I kind of appreciated my parents for checking me prior to me entering the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like like I said, you know, being a church kid was kind of a blessing in disguise that I appreciate later on. Um, 
And just to answer, you know, I've like like Zaya say, I've always been in the church. I kind of didn't have a choice. Um, I had a choice at a point in time, but I still was like, you know what? My mama, she was one of those people that she was like, you know, in this house, you know, I don't know about nobody else's house, but <laughs> right, it was like, uh, you think you're not going to church? Why again? Unless unless you were sick. That was the only reason why you was not going to church. Because my mama just felt like this. It's one day out of the week. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, and really, we supposed to really, you know, be talking to God every day. But it's like we get so caught up on a week on a week day-to-day basis yeah. that sometimes we don't always do it. So my mama's thing was, it's one day. She was like, right. you go to the mall for hours and you be in the mall for hours. So why you can't sit in church? For two hours and, and leave it be. Um, mm-hmm. So, like I said, I was I was I was grateful overall, but I was like, now I understand. So yeah, I pretty much just stay in the church. Um, uh, you know, I had my moments, of course, when I became a teenager, where I kind of had a little attitude. I ain't gonna lie, but it wasn't it wasn't necessarily towards God. It was just because of the world stuff that was going on around me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Um, <laughs> um so the next one is why do adults in the church always say don't do something and don't tell you why not to do it? Mm. Um so have you guys ever had someone like just a church person, it could be anybody in church, like tell you not to do something or they taught say if you went to Bible school, uh I know we had teen school, Alexis, me and her had teen school growing up in our church. But mm-hmm. how was that for y'all when y'all went to teen church? Did y'all youth pastor kind of explain to y'all, you know, not to do it? They kind of just told you, oh, don't do it. Um, well, with, uh, yeah, sort of twist and understand, because my so my grandma was uh, like a Sunday school teacher. So like I grew up in that, you know, that um uh like and it's like really that I don't know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm skipping all over the place. I don't know. Um <laughs> but uh what was I about to say? Yeah. So um yeah, my grandma was a uh, like mainly like the the Sunday school teacher, but I had like I always had that person that they told me like you know reasons why not to do stuff and why you know, but it was never like okay, well, just give me a reason why you don't want me to do it. You see what I'm saying? It is more so like don't do it, and I'm not going to explain why why you shouldn't do it. So I don't know. It's just like, um, I don't know. I I just don't me. I I think I really can't really speak on that because I don't really know. It's just like all I all I was told was don't do stuff, but never got an explanation about you know why not to do stuff so like do y'all wish that they explained to you like do you think do you think if you would have got like a personal experience or something that they can kind of relate to when they were our age like in teen church do you think that would have helped us do like a not a lot of stuff on just certain things that you did or you don't think it really would have helped I don't think it really would have helped really I don't know I don't think it would have helped because um, we're the generation, if you tell us don't put our hand on the stove, we're going to put our hand on the stove and see what's going to happen. Regardless if you say you're going to burn your hand, we got to know for ourselves what's going to happen. So I really, 
I know a lot of us were told don't do something and we haven't give, wasn't given a reason why. But then again, it's a lot of stuff where my mom was like, don't do it. And I still did it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because I want to know for myself, okay, you might have got burnt because you was moving too slow. But if I move fast, you know, I won't get burnt. <laughs> right. So I just think that's the type of uh, generation we're in. We're not the, you tell us no, we're going to know why. And see for ourselves why we can't do it. So that's just me personally. All right, Alexa, do you have anything to add? Yes, I um, I can agree with DeAndre um, because, you know, our generation, you know, we want to know the why. Because, you know, as a kid, I was the type of person, even now, it's like, why? Why? Like, even if my ex me do something, I'm going to be like, why? You know, why you want this or why you ask me this? I want to know why to everything. Now, on the flip side of it, I was always the kid. Somebody told me not to do this or to do it. I did it without no problem because, you know. I didn't have time to get in trouble or anything else like that. So I just went mm-hmm. on and just listened. But in the back of my head, it was like, you know, I wanted to know why. But God always gave me the gift to, even if somebody didn't explain it, I kind of already knew what the outcome, the outcome was going to be because I kind of mm-hmm. seen it from experience from other people. So I just really didn't have to, you know, really have to try to go through something to try to know the why. I try to avoid, you know, bad, you know, bad struggles and different things. So... I just kind of just like listen, but a lot of times the reason why the older generation never explains the why is because the why wasn't explained to them. To them. So mm-hmm. that's why you know when it comes to us, they expect us to just automatically just be okay with the why, and you know that's not kind of like how it goes. And just like with anything in life, we just have to know the why to anything. Like why you work the job you work. Why are you in that relationship you in? Why are you not doing certain things? You got to know the why to whatever. The why is the foundation to your purpose, to your goal, to your plan. So we just have to know the why in life. So just not just with like in the church. We just need to know the why. So it's important for us to know our why. Mm. That right there is a mouthful right there. Oh, I just have to know the why. Um, I absolutely agree with everything you guys said so I feel like it's nothing for me to add because y'all just summed it up in a big old circle Um, so the next one you guys people asked about was expectations Um, what were some of the expectations for you when growing up in the church or what were some of the expectations for you for your family when it came to church? Um, an expectation for me growing up, I guess when I start like middle school, high school, um, you are looked at to being the perfect Christian. You're not supposed to curse. You're supposed to behave all the time in school. You're supposed to make these good grades. Uh, you're supposed to obey your parents. Basically, you. I kind of had to. I'm not gonna say I had to walk, but I had to walk in the walk in a perfect path because that's what they looked at me to be or had to be. They. I wasn't the child that got in trouble or you know back talking anyone. So that was just something really big for me. Hmm. Um, I'm okay, Zion. What what you got to say about it? Um, am I still connected? Yeah, 
Yep. Okay. Cool. Um. So. Um. Yeah. Like. Like she said uh, about the. You know. The expectation. Um. I'm just. It's. It's. It's kind of like they expect. Like I. I guess. Like. Ah. Uh, uh, expectation. Um. I could just say from a general eye, like from everybody's perspective, um, uh, there's people like, especially in church, people expect you to like, you know, you know, not you not to have any flaws or, you know, you not to have anything, um, you know, I don't know, just one of them things where I'm like, well, you know, um, they just expect you. They just expect you to just be this perfect person. When you, you know, in the Bible, it just talks about you not. We're we're imperfect. You know, um, we're very imperfect. We're not. We're not. We we're not going to get it all um, right all the time. Like, um, we're just not perfect. Um, and and it comes with you know, um, uh, with being a musician. You know, especially um, you know with with even even being a musician like i'm not gonna get it right you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna it's like stuff i'm I'm still a person at the end of the day after even even if i'm a musician or not it don't matter that don't that don't stop you know me me being a producer it, it don't that that's you know expectations and all that stuff you know it's, it's kind of like the expectation but like just this perfect person you're not you know that's kind of like um, cause I've been in a. I'm just naming it. I mean, I'm I'm just like name a situation where, uh, like uh, this one person expect me to you know to actually just do. Um, so this one pastor, uh, I was a I was um um a musician over at a church called Temple of Praise, and what they were expecting me, what they were expecting me to do was you know you know you know you can't you know do certain stuff you can't uh like it's just like so you just like you gotta you gotta kind of like front you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you gotta put this whole persona like you gotta like you gotta kind of front to be you know what i'm saying um you know to to act almost like to fit in you know right. um and that, that's what i'm like you you're expecting me that you're expecting me to um yeah, put on the facade and and really, really like put on a mask in front of everybody. When you know, you already know I'm not perfect, and like you know, I I, I don't get it right all the time. You know, um, but I just I just don't get I just don't get it right all the time. I I got flaws that I'm working on. You know, some some that y'all mentioned, I got flaws like crazy. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just God working on me. But yeah, that's all I that's all I I got for expectations. That that question that that um yeah that question. Yep. All right, Alexis, you're up, girl. Okay, um, and I do want to agree with Zion because you know that's what I had. You know, they expect us to live holy and be perfect, and you know, and that's not the case because you know we got trust people out here that drink, that cuss, that cheat, uh-huh. and do all of that. You know, but you, I mean, I know them firsthand because, like I said, you know, I'm a PK. You know, I know my <laughs> friends. You know, they stories and stuff that they be doing. So and I just like uh-huh. you feel prophesying, preaching. I just, be, I just be mind blown. 
that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, and it goes to the artists that we look at. You know, there's art gospel artists that we listen to that have, you know, they smoke weed all the time and have an issue. You know, I hate to put him out, but Chandler Moore, I don't know if y'all know that, but he has a sexual addiction, even though he's married. Right. But I know that from firsthand. You know, mm-hmm. um, one of the um, brothers from, you know, the Waz group, you know, you know, he's gay, you know, but we look at people in the church, oh, they gay or, but there's people that we listen to that we adore have the same oh. issues. You know, me personally, I don't have the patience. I get irritated quick and I don't mind saying that, you know, Correct. because I don't deal with the fake in the phone, you know, so, yeah. you know, that's why, you know, I tell my mom and, and all of them, I can't be in the front because, you know, I don't deal with too, too many people and, and they miss because they want to act like, you know, they perfect and they not. Yes. And I tell them quick, you know, I can care less of the expectations you have for me. Because I'd be lying if I say that I don't hang around people that cuss, they may drink. I'd be lying okay. if I don't if I don't wear, you know, a crop top with a slit and off the shoulder because, you know, I want to look cute for the night. I, you know, oh. I don't have time for that. You know, I'm going to wear my dress to the knees when I come to church with my ripped jeans. I, I'm not coming in here with no long dress on, with clothes and shoes. Mm-hmm. That's just not me. Right. And I make that known. So, you know, I try to be as useful as, as I can be and be transparent as I can be because, you know, we need that. A lot of people need that and that will bring, you know, a lot of people in and when they see, okay, he or she, you know, doing this in the church and, you know, they still hold because that's the thing, just because we act a certain way or look a certain way don't mean that we're not holy. Because oh, we can outpray you, outsing you, we can do all of that. Mm-hmm. But they feel the way because we live a certain way or we act a certain way we can't do just as much as y'all and we can do the same thing if not better. So that's mm-hmm. why it's important you can't judge and you know you just you just really can't really like count you just really cannot count anybody out. So you know me like I said if God don't convict me I don't need you convicting me okay. because God that's always convict me if it's something that needs to be fixed. You know because yeah. I have a great relationship with him so I don't need anybody to try to convict me when it comes to anything. I think for your opinion, but if I don't agree to it, that just be that. And it's just that simple. And another thing, and I'm going to be done with this part, um, when it comes to like me and my sisters, like my two sisters, they more outgoing than me. And they got into a little bit more things to me. So the expectation they had for me was to do better, you know, make better grades and live better and everything, which I did. But at the same time, it took a toll on me because it's like, well, dang, I'm not giving you no issue to, I mean, giving me a chance to, you know, have mm-hmm. a flop. And then, you know, also on the flip side of it, they was expecting me to be just like them as well. They were just waiting, like on edge, just waiting yes, for me to miss her downfall. So, but that didn't happen. So I was just like, okay. <laughs> but church people can be a mess sometimes, but I'm glad I ain't let that, you know, make me oh, fall. <laughs> Yeah, and two, I would like to add, it's the tone. I don't think, I think when people, they, you know how you have those people that be like, well, God said this. God ain't, God may have told you, and some people, God don't be telling you absolutely nothing. Because you might even be listening to him about your own personal business, but that's a whole nother thing. But anyway, I mean, like, you know, even if God told you that, 
it's the tone that you have to have with God's people. Some exactly. stuff, you know, some stuff are, is required to say in a certain tone so that a person can get it. I'm not talking about that stuff. If you do it in the right order, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about these people that are doing it so out of order. And a lot mm -hmm. of things that you probably, you probably were meant to tell this person. But watch how you tell this person. Don't sit mm -hmm. up there and you be ready. You be open or listening here just to be nosy, not to genuinely love on this person, help neutral this person to really be a better person. People right. can deal with genuine people. That's just like with me. If I would say something to DeAndrea and they know I'm crazy, DeAndrea or Bess, which is Alexa, they know <laughs> I'm crazy and they know I quit and not bite my tongue sometimes. Yeah. But they love me because I do it anyway and because it comes from a genuine space. And not saying that I close, yeah, and not saying that I close people out or nothing like that. I don't do that because I feel like that's not the right people to treat people. And right. he without sin because first phone. I'm not saying I'm not out here sinning because I'm far from perfect and I do have my flaws. But I do know that I'm trying to live the, the best me that I can live and, and fulfill my purpose that God has put me on this earth to do. So right. if that hurts you or that offends you i apologize but this is me like i have to step i have to walk in my truth and you know i tell people you know being being one of those people that had to kind of step up being a leader over the youth and generation at one time i was running because i'm just like listen our generation they so sensitive and they don't never want i'm like you know what why am i worried about that if this is something that god you really told me to do you're gonna give me all the tools that i need so why am i worried about what people gonna expect me to do or how they want me to act just because our generation acting that way so yeah. for me the expectation like i said you know for home it was you know to, to just come correct when you came to god but it was also just the expectation of me being so young and me being you know assistant to the dance team i did have to live a certain way because then i would have became a hypocrite and i don't wow. I, I wasn't one of those people that i was looking to become a hypocrite but i always wanted to give them real meat as possible and just give them real period so maybe if mm -hmm. if, a, if a kid in the church seen me doing the right thing and see me carrying myself classy and you know not x y and z then maybe they will follow you know right. but i don't think people realize that if you're moving in a positive way that could do a whole lot more control you know or just you know the damage that has been done that will help so much more than you just oh well let me see who i can point out let me see if i gotta because one thing i told i'm not walking on eggshells anymore and wow. why i say it like that is because i'm not walking on eggshells when it comes to the to the craziness that our generation normalizes i'm not gonna sit there and agree with you with that foolery i'm not because who would that that would basically mean not not walking in who i am walking because if the Right, and because if the Bible says this, and I and I'm saying, oh yeah, that's correct. You can normalize that. No, I'm not going to do that because then that would make me a hypocrite. How I'm gonna say I'm a Christian and I'm living right, but you living wrong, and I'm just supposed to sit back and be like, oh sis, that's okay. Oh, you can know if I'm your friend, I'm gonna be your friend, and I'm gonna be like, okay, sis what help me understand why you do what you do and then when i get the why i can be like okay god i'm gonna pray how how exactly if any 
do you want me to go about this situation? Right. That's what mm-hmm. we need to start doing because sometimes if we yeah. would just sit down with people, understand their story, and really try to help them in our generation, a lot of things could have been not done by a lot of different people that we know that I'm connected right. to, that I know right. for myself. Um, If I would just say, well, girl, you know, you ain't got to do that, you know. Or I'm not doing that, you know, not saying that you ain't got to do it, but I, I'm explaining to you why that it's still a better way. I mean, this is the way that God needs you to move. Um, and I think if we start just stepping up as a generation, some of us, just a few of us can carry a 10,000 of us and just a five of us can, can carry a whole bunch of other people in our generation. But we have to stand up and we have to kind of, those expectations, we have to turn them into positive ones so that we can make a, a positive impact mm-hmm. overall. Um, so that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so and also, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I just want to add to uh, just also like you know, the, the church also expecting us, like, it's crazy how they compare us to the world, but then you got worldly people, you know what I'm saying. In the church, like they compare us, but you got worldly people, older people don't. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, and that's the such thing as that too, because like we could, we could just be like, okay, well, the world and the world is, yeah, the world is bad. You know what I'm saying? The world is not all the way good, right? Yeah. But you got to understand, as far as the world, like somebody has to be a light to the world. Somebody, you see what I'm saying? So it's just like with that, you know. That's all I wanted to add. That's it. That's all I wanted to add. <laughs> so, yeah, totally agree. Um, yeah. So the next one is somebody asks how to not give into temptation or peer pressure, um, and being different. Um, what What would you guys have to say to this person? Like, how to not give into peer pressure and being different? Um, just for your experience or whatever you may want to say to them. Um, I would say even talk to somebody that, you know, you tr- talk to something and it's, it's talk to somebody that you really trust, that you really know that would not, um, that can really actually can, and not really cover your mistake. And, and, and people, most people would really miss, miss, uh, like mistake this as you know. Oh yeah, I'm just, I mean, I'm just, I'm just go to this person just uh, so they can cover me up. No, go to a person that will not. Number one, not put you out there. Not will put. I mean, won't put your business out on front street. You know what I'm saying? Talk to somebody that you really trust. Um, you know, as far and, and be like, look, you know, I don't know what's really gotten into me, but I feel like you know what I'm saying. It may be, it may be, you know, smoking weed, you know, uh, having sex out of marriage, or or doing, you know, doing certain stuff. So, um, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, talk to somebody, you know, um, that you really trust, that you really that can hold you accountable, you know. Just, I mean, you know, just if just in case if you do slip up, you know what I'm saying. Um, but don't use that as a crutch to be like, okay, I can just, I can, no matter how many times I can do that. Yes. And yes. I can, you know what I'm saying? I can get away with it. No. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you can't get away with it. Uh, You can't get away with it with God, you know? But, um, but yeah, just, I mean, I would say just, you know, talk, you know, talk to somebody. Um, And then being different. Um, 
you know, um, I guess just just be you. <laughs> just be gen- just be genuine, be real. Don't hold back. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, just don't hold back and and really tell. Just be truthful about um what you're going through and what you know what um you know things that's that like circumstances that's coming your way. Just be truthful about it. Um, um I guess that's it. I don't know. Somebody probably can explain that better than I can. Um, piggybacking off what he's what he said. Um. You have to find someone that you can confide in. Um, just being real, just throwing it out there because it is what it is. A, mm-hmm. lot, a big peer pressure uh, for teenagers is having sex. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. you you hear your friends tell stories. Oh, girl, you know, I did this, I did that. He did this, he did that, and it makes you feel you feel left out. You're like, okay, well, I gotta do that. Or right. I gotta fit in, you know. I want to have a story to tell, and half of the time they be lying. Because you gave it off, and they just lying to you. So you just really have to be content with yourself, and mm-hmm. that alone is not easy. It's not. It's not. It wasn't easy for me because I was like, okay, I see my friends doing, okay, they, you know, they got a boyfriend. I got to have a boyfriend. I got to be a part mm. of that to feel, you know, complete and whole. Mm-hmm. And, so, and then later on in life, you realize, dang, I didn't have to do that. I could have saved it. He didn't have to kiss me, you know. <laughs> it's really right. just finding, being able to find that person, talk to, confide. Because if you find that person to talk to, most of the time they're going to talk you down from it. If you have to think twice about it, you shouldn't do it. Come on, right. Do, yes, I, do yeah. I need to do this? Is this right? If you got to think about it twice, leave it alone. Sure. It's a no-go. Me? So, right about it. that's my take on that. Alexis. Um, I, yeah, I can agree with both of them. Um, you just have to surround yourself with the right people that you know. That's, you know, like she said, going to take you down from doing, you know, from certain things that you want to do. Because we all human, so we're going to feel a certain way. We're going to think a certain way to a degree. You know, we may be into pre-pressure or, you know, want to do the worldly thing. You know, that's human. You know, we be lying and we say that, you know, we don't have our moments in that area. But I'm always glad that I had the people around me that, you know, they never judged me. Like, stuff that I used to do and I don't do now, I'd be like, oh, I'm not with that no more. And they'd be like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, or even when, you know, I was doing certain things, you know, I, I, I just didn't do the pre-pressure thing. You're not finna pressure me to do anything. Um, just like certain things. I'm glad I always had the friend that never pre-pressured me or whatever case may be. Anything I chose to do, I, you know, chose to do. Anything that I'm struggling with or was dealing with, I opened it up on my own. Not that I grew up the wrong way, whatever the case may be, I chose to do those things. So that's one thing I can say about it. So just, you know, confiding the right people. And like he said, just truly be who you are. But overall... What I just have to say is, you know your limit. If you know you can't be around people, if you smoke weed, you know you can't be around people that smoking weed. If you know you don't party them on the club, you know don't go. I know they birthday, but you may have to go to dinner with them. You know whatever it is, you know you just know your limit. And when you feel like you just can't handle it, then you just need to just bring it to an end. So you won't, you know, go back dealing with those same, you know, issues, strong ties, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. 
Oh, y'all done said a whole mouthful, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to add to this mouthful. Um, when it comes, the one thing with this whole thing, like being different and peer pressure, the one thing, you guys, for me that I just kept hearing was self-control. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, okay, so I'm going to use this scripture for example. It says Second Peter 1 and 5 through 6. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness, meaning self-control causes you to have endurance to walk in godliness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Y'all get that. Okay. So basically meaning that God wants us to choose self-control in anything that we do. So meaning forgiveness is going to be offered with you. But after you ask for forgiveness, are you going to have self-control to not do the same thing? Are you going to choose self-control when the next thing happens to you? So basically for me, I say try to pray about self-control and truly having your own. God gave us a sound mind, so meaning he gave us our own mind. So meaning I'm going to pray that this sound mind stays, stays as godly as possible no matter what may be going on around me, no matter who may be coming towards me, no matter what I may face. Because mm-hmm. I already know the grace grace and mercy is, is applied to our lives every day. It don't matter if you li- do a quick lie real quick, you don't do something that you're, you're being disobedient or whatever have you. Forgiveness is always on the table. God never said, oh, I'm just going to take away my grace and mercy. If he did that today, y'all, I would be absolutely screwed. Yes. I ain't going to yes. cap with you. I'm going to be screwed. Because uh-huh. it's just like... God not only gave us forgiveness, but he gave, he gives us grace and mercy. So that's three things he gives us on a day-to-day basis that we don't have to worry about. And all he t- tells us is to choose self-control. And we be like, oh, what this? Oh, what that? God was tempted in the wilderness. And what okay. did he choose? And what did he choose? A, a man that could have did anything. God said, what did he choose? So Um, I say this to say, self-control is something that you really, especially if you're becoming teenagers, I'm talking to you, really pray about self-control. And then the next thing is find those godly friends. What I said, godly in front of it, meaning you can have your different cliques, different friends, because everybody have them. But mm-hmm. basically, make sure that circle of godly friends, meaning when you're going through the storm, meaning when you need somebody to help cover you outside of church, meaning when I can just pick up the phone and call you when I'm going through so we can pray together. I'm talking about those godly friends that's praying on for me on a day-to-day basis. And, and that don't even have to be nothing going on with me. That just helps cover me outside of my village covering me. Find those godly friends that are trying to walk the same path as you because I'm telling you, you are going to run into a bunch of foolery and a bunch of different variety of people, just teenage years, but especially for college kids, when you go out to college, you are going to face a bunch of different people and a bunch of people that do the craziest things that you wouldn't even think people would even do. Um, so I say that to say, connect yourself with people that are trying to walk the same path as you. Um, I think, I don't know, I, I don't know why people shy away from having godly friends. Okay, he always have a Bible in his hand. That's, that's funny because that's the, that's the one person that I be like, I got to have in my circle. 
or okay. I gotta have her in my circle because I already know when it's time to go to war and pray. I'm serious about when you when you trying to go to war. I'm talking about like demons trying to hop on you that that you would never even thought trying you, but yeah. because that person is reminding me who God is, and because that person is interceding on my behalf, I know that I am covered times five. Because yes. I don't know my yeah. village going to do it. I already know when I walk out that door across that threshold that my mama anoints my door every day. But we talking about the stuff that when I cross back over that threshold into the world. Uh -huh. I'm telling y'all, it is serious to have those friends that you could just call and those friends that you know are praying on your behalf regardless. Uh -huh. to, to, to help you walk the same path as you. We uh -huh. love to connect with the wrong people, and it's okay because we're not perfect. But uh -huh. we have to learn how to love to connect with the right people, too. That's good, too. So let's stop trying to love, let's stop falling in love with those temporary people and finding those permanent, godly people because that's what we need to get in the habit of not always necessarily those wrong people you're going to find, you're going to most definitely connect with those wrong people but it's up to you on how wrong of a path or off the yellow brick road you're going to go with those people that's oh. totally up to you and that's where the self-control is going to come in uh -huh. that's the next point is take accountability and do stuff on your own time like alexis was saying I had people pressure me all the time, but that don't mean I necessarily did it. That don't mean I, I felt like I don't have to do what you say. I'm doing my own time. Do stuff on your own time. I know it's going to be people pressuring you to, like Deandre say, as I said, to always do different things. But you move on your own time because at the end of the day, you know the goal you and God has set. So at the end of the day, if, if I'm trying to get to this goal and I got self-control, I'm going to move this thing on my time and my way. And when we start saying my time, my way will be okay because we know that self-control, that forgiveness, that grace and mercy, this stuff that our parents and, and our Bible teachers taught us when we was little, but we didn't necessarily, either we wasn't paying attention or either we sometimes seem to forget because of what is always presented in us in this world. So I'm saying that to say that self-control, that grace and mercy and that forgiveness, that ain't going nowhere, sweetheart. That ain't going nowhere, sir, because let me tell you why. When God, when God died on the cross, he ended all selflessness that he could possibly have every inch in, in his body. He could have said, no, forget this. I'm getting off this cross. I, and, you know, he knew what ungrateful people was going to be born. He knew you before you was born in your uh, mother's womb. That's what the Bible says. So I'm just telling you, this is the different stuff, though, that we learn in Bible school and that we tend to be like, oh, I done forgot that scripture. Like the other day, I was like, dang, I forgot that scripture. Jesus was in the wilderness. He was tested how many times? I'm like, but I'm complaining. And I'm tested one time, and I still mm -hmm. do the wrong thing to do. Right. So it's like the fact that, that God was selfless. Sometimes I have to take self out and put God in. And when mm -hmm. I started to learn how to do that part, I was able to not only take accountability and take a step back and work on me, but I also was able to find those, to have those godly friends that we, I can call and be like, DeAndre and Best are the two people that I would say I call when we need to pray for each other and when something wrong, they can vouch for me. I feel yeah. it. Why? 
because I'm connected to them not only on a friend or a sis level, but I'm connected to them on a spiritual level. And when you get those type of friends that can not even have to know your business, but just know to pray, that's the type of people I want to have my circle in. So if you're a Christian and you're a teen, and I know stuff is going to start coming at you, but you can choose self-control. Don't ever think because the world is telling you you got to do X, Y, and Z and normalize all this craziness that you cannot have self-control in between those things. You absolutely can. Get around those people that is going to help cover you and y'all cover each other. And seriously, you can laugh and you can smile with these people, but I'm telling you, you should also be able to pray with these people and help cover these people and vice versa. So... Mm -hmm. That's all I have to say about it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, the next one is, do you think church is a place where youth slash young adults are welcome? Meaning, welcome to, like, moving their own element. Um, welcome in general. Do you think, from, from your experience, it could be just with your church, but even other churches that you visited, because I know... Uh, musicians y'all have to always move when uh, a pastor going to knit church like how was it how did people look at you Alexis when you go and you you know PK how do people necessarily look at you do they feel do you feel welcome or do you feel like it's always kind of like a hold back when it comes to the youth in the church um yeah I'm glad you said that yeah okay yeah so um with this, um, it depends on what type of church, um, cause you got, you still got churches to this day. Um, they say all is welcome, but it's just, it's like, you're really like, it's, it's based on the people that how you, how you, I mean, how you treat it there. So I don't know. I think some youth, like our some people, our age, especially, um, just and I'm just talking, just talking to like my for my uh, for my experience. Some churches I felt like, um, most like the most point uh for the for the most point I felt like um I was welcome, but you have like you always have like I said earlier you had these churches where now like um like old it's more older people. And you know they stuck in their yeah they stuck in their ways you know what I'm saying and they 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 feel like um you know, youth are um, really not welcome because they feel like, um, you know, we do, and we, yeah, we do stuff different than them, but that should not stop us from even um, feeling welcome at a church. You know what I'm saying? They got, they, uh, like, people have to be, I think people have to be mindful of, um, especially how a, a church, like a um a, a Christian is, is supposed to uh, be, and we we use that that word Christian too uh, too loosely, too loosely. because mm-hmm. how how are we how are we I mean we're Christian and we can't walk like we can't walk like you know what I'm saying Come on, Christian man. the word okay so I'm 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 I'm, I, I'm ahead of myself so Christian right the the word Christian is God like okay. you know what I'm saying we're supposed to we're supposed to breed we supposed to act like him we're supposed to um talk like him uh we can't be nasty and rude you know what i'm saying to the people and and um make them feel any type of way 
Um, so like, um, just being a Christian, even being, a, I mean, I know, I don't know how I got there, but being a Christian, you know what I'm saying? It really, um, you know, really, um, it's kind of challenging with, you know, even with, even with feeling welcome, you know, even with feeling welcome, you know, you got, I mean, you got churches that, um, they let, they allow youth to be, um, you know, to, to be like, very, like really involved in church, you know, it, it, uh, really involved in, uh, you know, youth praise team, the youth choir, you got, um, you got youth church, you got some churches that have, um, uh, it just uh, uh, all around. You got churches that now that now uh, that are now. You got pastors that are <laughs> like are my age, twenty two, <laughs> twenty five. You know, you got pastors my age. So it's like I think it's more and it's more it's more cultural based. You know, depends on where you go. Um, you know, you got your um your prayer. Or, well, of course, well, and and um, you know, you got your Catholic. You got your Baptist church, you got your non-denominational church, which is, you know, really people say non-denomination uh, non is just like you could, you come uh, as you are, but it's still, you know, it's still mm -hmm. denominated to one background, Kojic, mm -hmm. either Kojic or Baptist yeah. <laughs> or apostolic, you know what I'm saying? They, uh, they operate apostolic, but um yeah, I think it's it's. I mean, I I think it's where all on all on where you go, you know, because um, you just got some, you got some, you got some churches that just like you know they 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 say you know you welcome, but you you're not really welcome because um of your out you you know your your appearance or um just just um based on like um. What type of or what type of person you are? Because it's like it's it's crazy though. It's kind of crazy how you know some churches do that. Um, they really need to be called instead of call it be called a church. It need to be called something else instead of a church. Because we're the church. Right, I was saying that myself. <laughs> oh Jesus, help us! You know what I'm saying? Because we we're the, we're the church. You know, it need to be called. So it don't need to be. It's just a building. I don't know. It's just, it's just it, it, it kind of I don't know churches really it, it's 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 kind of crazy how we you know we're using it in a vocabulary and we're using church um as a building but it's really um it's really us our temple you know what I'm saying right. it's, it's really it's really we're the church we, we bring the church yeah we are the church exactly but the building the the church is not it's not a building it's it's us. We're, we're the temple, you know, we, we, um, you know, the, the, the building is not really, um, you know, it's really not the church. It's the, it's just us. So I don't know. It's just like, it's, 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 it's it, it cracks me up when we just use like Christian, the word Christian, we just use that very loosely. And we use the word church kind of loosely too, because it's like, you know, well, you know, Church is just church is just church. You know what I'm saying? How church? Oh, uh, you meant how how were we? Or you you meant how were how was the the you know how was the the sermon or yeah. I don't know. But it's, it's 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 like we use we use church uh as a you know a building. But yeah, getting back to um you know um the question, it's just all on where you go. 
know what I'm saying? You got different denominations, so I don't know. Somebody can probably elaborate on that. No. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for that. <clears throat> yeah. Andrea, Alexis, y'all got anything to add? I think you touched just about on everything. Um, okay, so I know. Um, I've been to I visited many churches where they encourage the youth to be a part. Like, you know, we have at my church we have like a third Sunday. Third Sunday is youth Sunday. Mm -hmm. Let's focus on youth, strictly youth. You know, we do devotion, you know, litany, the choir sings, our youth pastor preaches, it's just strictly for the youth. And I think, excuse me, now as you know, time has passed. They're encouraging you because now they see that, you know, there's a lot of kids, you know, mm-hmm. dropping in and dropping out. They want you to be a part of church. So I think, mm-hmm. yeah, this is, this is more um, welcoming to younger kids. They're trying to start them young and everything else. Lexus, you got anything to add? Um. Um, I do want to um elaborate on what Zion was saying that you know the church is the people because I remember um before we started the podcast on today I was re- um reviewing the questions and I was saying to myself I was like um the church is actually the people and I was mm-hmm. I would start you know analyzing that word and um and I was thinking I was like well you know a lot of people want to say. I don't go to church anymore, but you just, you just need to simply just say, well, I just, I can't go to that particular church because I don't deal with this specific, this specific, um, this specific person or that particular, particular mm-hmm. people like this, you know, you just yep. cannot just shut down the church because of a certain amount of people that you don't like. So right. that's why, you know, I do feel like we shouldn't use the church, the word church in a certain way, in a certain content when we really don't mean it in that way and use the word Christian, you know, mm-hmm. out of context. Um, but depending on the church though, I do believe that um, the youth is invited in and the youth is accepted, but it all depends on um, the people in the church. Yeah. Um, but majority of, you know, churches, in the, uh, because of the people in there, they do not invite you then because, you know, they stuck in their tradition, mixed in their opinions, and they push the young people out, so that's why they can't come in. And a lot of times, you know, we have to have the mindset that um, with, that, with that particular youth act, they're not going to always be there. You have to look mm-hmm. in the spirit, okay, this is how they're going to be in a year from now if I, you know, continue to mentor them, take them under my wing and show them the do's and don'ts, have them to realize their strengths and weaknesses and, you know, and have them be, you know, the powerful person that they are. But a lot of older people, they don't do that. They so quick to be just mental. They so quick to look at all the flaws that they are instead of, you know, taking things slowly Mm -hmm. and, you know, this just keeping it real because young people when they come in they want to they want you to be on their level they already yes. know you know 
that you ain't perfect anyways, so they don't need you to come up here flogging with your three your three piece suit on, <laughs> your you know two piece suit, <laughs> skirt to the knee. They don't want you coming up and acting like you know you ain't never. You know you snuck out the house of the football game with your boyfriend. You know, Carana. And they like to say, you know, you know, you you didn't had a baby out of wedlock, fifteen in high school too. You know, you didn't uh-huh. even did all that. So don't sit up here and want to act like you did not do that. You know, you had a thug boyfriend. Uh-huh. So you got, you got you go the, to the clubs too, right? You got the words five times. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you know you didn't get all of that so they want you to come uh-huh. in and just be real because most of the time they just want you to relate to them tell the yeah. same story or similar story that they've been through and I guarantee you they do that then you don't want them in already uh-huh. and then you know they change they, they wardrobe would change and everything else like that but you gotta be real and be on their level meet them where they are uh-huh. right I think I think what everybody said, like just the it, it's like y'all said so much in a mouthful, like it's several mouthfuls. Um, but one thing I want to add is, is I, I told myself to this. My answer is it's selective. Um, it's like you you pick and choose. Um, and it's like because we're the church, we're the people. The people we make the church. We 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 make that like like Zion said the the church building is literally our temple. Okay, <laughs> and we're the church. So I feel like it's selective. Um, when you got the different ministries, I feel like if they would allow some churches, not all, um, but this is just for the ones who don't really let their youth like kind of just flow through everything. Of course, I'm not talking about the marriage ministry, the singles ministry. I'm not talking about you know ministries like that. Yeah, but I'm talking about like the dance ministry, the singing ministry, the sound ministry, the dance ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, just the outreach ministry because a lot of outreach needs to be done with you, but they don't want to talk about it. Oh, that's um, good. That's good. But but I tell them these different ministries. If you guys will just let the youth have a hand in it, um, because of course we need you to help us to to understand how this thing flows. But at the same time, help me understand why you don't understand why our generation flows like this, even when I'm trying to explain to you why it's like this. Mm-hmm. You don't want to hear the why it's like this, though. You just want to tell me, okay, this how you do it. But it's a two-way street, and you have to let that two-way street cross each other. If you just say, okay, you just, you, it's like a crossing guard. You saying stop on one side, but you letting the other side just continue to go. It cannot <laughs> be like that if you're going to let the youth have a hand in these ministries. Let us work in our elements. Let us help you guys reach the youth because you love to say, well, how do we reach the youth? But you ain't got not one youth on the panel um, when it comes to these meetings about the youth. You yes. you 58 years old and you talking about youth and your decade been gone. I ain't trying to be funny, but you yes. trying to work you trying to work in, in, in a decade that you don't even have nobody that lives in this millennium talking about it. You literally have all grown behind people on the panel to plan for youth events. Not one youth person is on these panels. And it aggravates me because I'm just like, so you wonder why the youth don't respond. Because you don't actually be trying to listen to what the youth have to say. Mm-hmm. And you don't you're not open to the different ideas that the, some of the youth can bring in the church if you would just let us have a moment of your time, as they can say when they open it for a job. If I could just have a moment of your time, 
then mm -hmm. I will let you know how it is and what it is and what it ain't. And then, and then help me to try to incorporate this teaching because I tell them, you know, we still need those teachings. Of course, we still need some of those ministers. Of course, you're on a, to me, you're on another level. When, when, because some people say titles is just titles, but no, those titles, if you take it seriously, have a meaning. And so if you've been a minister, say say if you're moving in the right element and you're actually moving in minister, I'm talking about them fake phonies, I'm talking about the real ones that can that can go to war. I'm talking about mm -hmm. those ministers. If if you could just help me understand and help me elevate as a youth, just think of how many more youth I can reach if you just help me reach where we're at. Because exactly. you know now. How are youth flow? So you say, okay, well, let me try to get this youth pastor or or either this youth. Let me try to get these different youth leaders on this panel to see how exactly do y'all generation flow. Okay, well, let's add a little bit old school. Let's add a little curveball to it. And then we can see if that works, but it can't be selective anymore. Our generation do not have the time or, or, or the resources at this point. We are losing you by the days, literally by the hours. And we got a nerve to be selective in the church. It has to be no more. Or you, you're not, we're not going to have no youth to look at in those seats. And people can keep playing and, and taking it as a joke, talking about how we got time. Oh, they'll get older, how we got time. We do not have time. Mm -mm. I'm telling you, social media is taking people left and right. Suicide is taking our generation left and right. People playing all these games, bullying, everything else I can possibly name is taking our generation left and right. Mm -hmm. But you just want to go left, but you don't want to address the right. It cannot be no more of that. We got to stop being selective and ask us youth, what is it that you guys need from us? What is it? Help us understand so that everybody can be on one accord and we can be on one understanding so that we can get the youth back in the church and living right as God told us to live. And mm -hmm. then we can go somewhere from that. Okay. But you can't be selective. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's funny how you funny how you talk about that one pastor. We all you all got that one pastor that we're gonna talk about like um how to uh how to reach the youth. You were saying you fifty eight, no time's been up and had me kinda weak. <laughs> Like you, like seriously, because it's just—it's just like, how can you tell another decade of you? How can you tell another millennial? Because at this point, you ain't even this millennial no more. Mm -hmm. You here, but you not here. Yeah, like, we talking about our generation, okay? So we are oh, okay. I ain't trying to be <laughs> funny, but it's just like, how can you talk about something a decade when you're not raised up in this generation? So you, you let me. Like you let me know how how it is to be raised when social media everything is always put on a platform. Nothing is never by ear anymore. You know how you used to the town used to know your business because people literally used to go tell sister Patricia, or tell sister so and so. Now you can post one post and that's all everybody see. And everybody see even people that you don't even know see your business. Mm -hmm. And then when mm -hmm. they look at you around the city, around your city, you wonder why they're looking at you like you crazy. That's because, sweetheart, your business is all over the internet for the whole Augusta to see, or for right. the whole Virginia to see. And then you wonder why people <laughs> look at you like you crazy. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so the next one, you guys, these last two ones, I really, uh, I really was like, you know, when somebody asked me this, I'm like, we are the perfect panel to talk about it. Um, and they actually sent me these two at the last minute, but I'm like, you know what? It's obviously for a purpose and for a reason. So God, however you want to move this, you can move it and I'm going to let you have it. Um, so somebody said how to stay close to God. Um, so, so how, how, how do, how can us, you stay close to God, even though what, what may go on in the world, how can we stay close to God? Anybody can answer. I really want everybody to answer, but anybody can um, I can say personally for me, God has his way of pulling me back in. I can be having the perfect day and something happens. I might be like, okay, you know, I'm getting too far away from God because now bad things are happening. And now mm-hmm. I got to lean back on God and ask him to forgive me because I haven't been praying. I haven't mm-hmm. been talking mm-hmm. to him. I've been blocking God out. You know, I haven't been going to church. You know, I've just been doing my own thing. So how can I stay close to God? Let God out the closet. Stop leaving God when you go Come out the door. Take him with right. you. Because if you don't, you find yourself upset, depressed, crying. He don't like me no more. Uh, I'm in the drama with this girl. Me and mama going back and forth. God has mm-hmm. his way of pulling you back in. Mm-hmm. Because you you done left him behind you. So you have to take God everywhere you go. My mom used to say, take God with you. When, she, when I got the car, take God with you. Take him with you. Yeah. yeah. You right. Also, yeah, I would um I like to add too, like read your word, stay in word. Like um that's how that's also how you can stay you know? Um even when you uh you know on your downtime, spend like a spend like even when you wake up, you know what I'm saying? I know I know we'd be tired and I know like it's be it'd be hard trying to get up because I, I trust me, I I understand. My day starts at six fifteen, five almost five mm-hmm. o'clock every day. So um yeah just like you know just start you know what i'm saying just just even even when you on your downtime even pick up the bible and as you start start reading if you can't understand it pick up the message bible the message bible in plain english tells you what really is and it really actually you know because i know you know the, the you know the bible um really has all these meanings and it all means the same thing yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah. Just I would just say if you don't understand it, you know, really pick up, pick that Bible up, pick uh, pick up the Message Bible and and get the reading. Um. If you if you don't understand it, also if you don't understand that, I mean, if you don't really understand and really need a like a actual context, I mean, context of the scripture, really talk to somebody. Like if either somebody that's um studies theology and studies like like really somebody that really um, you trust because the word is like it's it's nothing to be played around with. Come it's on, really, you know, it's really serious. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, you know, because you got a whole lot of pastors now that, that takes and you know, and that's a that's a sin. Take yep. um from the word and really make it what they make want. It their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, um, yeah, you just gotta you really gotta be careful. And that's another thing. That's that that could have been another that could have been another answer from for um what's the uh for the, the last question, but yeah. 
Um, but yeah, just just make sure you just uh, find somebody that really you really know that um, is very wise uh, with you know, and really don't play around with it. You know, reaping his content as it is. Right. Let it be written as it. Let let it here. Let it as it is written. Let it be so. People don't know how to uh-huh. add the soul to the as it is written. Let it. They just say, let right. it be whatever I want to come out my mouth or my situation. Mm-hmm. I'm going right. to cut you off, but they don't add the soul to it, and that aggravates me. It says, <laughs> as it is written, let it be so. God said those right. words. Not nobody else in the Bible, but we had another to take the Bible out of context or, or make it fit in our situation. Stop trying to make yourself feel good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go. No, go. I, I didn't say anything. Uh, to add to what you were saying, you have to make time for God. When you get up in the morning, you know, you're taking your shower, you got to listen to some music, put on some gospel music, praise mm-hmm. him in the shower, praise him while you're brushing mm-hmm. your teeth, praise him while you're putting mm-hmm. on your clothes. Give mm-hmm. God that moment in your day. Yeah, and I um I also do agree with that because um in the morning, uh well I'm you know I'm disciplined so even if I don't do it in the morning I try to make sure I get it in like before I go to bed even if it's a good a quick about fifteen ten minutes with God even though I don't really like that personally I um I still try to make sure I give God his time and I also want to hit on this too since, since I'm speaking about time with God. You know, I know a lot of, you know, older folks want to talk about, you know, you need to give God 30 minutes an hour, if not more. Trust me. You know, time, it, well, with God, it don't take all day. Mm-hmm. So it can be a five to ten quick minute prayer mm-hmm. or meditation with God or whatever the case may be. So I just want to let people know, you know, it don't have to be an all day thing. You know, if a certain person want to do an hour or so, that's fine. And there are some moments, especially if you're really going through, well, that 30 minutes to that hour or more mm-hmm. is necessary. It is necessary. Mm-hmm. So I do right. recommend that. But on an all-the-time day base, it don't necessarily have to be, you know, an hour to um, or to two hours or whatever. And then that's the thing, you know, a lot of people say you need to pray every day and all that. But, you know, God know our hearts. So we mm-hmm. got in mind, oh, we need to pray every day. Well, that means your prayer is not uh, is is not genuine. It's and that's right. why I tell people, I say, you know, I would rather, you know, even though when I do pray daily, it, it is genuine. But I tell people, but then, you know, when you're doing it all the time, it become a routine and it just be something, oh, let me help and do this. Yeah. Whereas, right. you know, right. like I tell people, yeah. right. let me, I'd rather do it, you know, once out the week or three times out the week where I know it's really meant to do it every day. And it's almost like a routine to me. You know, and I'm just mm-hmm. doing it just to do with it, you know, because God know the difference. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you want to know the difference between that as well. But overall, um, to find that place and God staying close to him, you just have to be intimate. You just got to know what suits you suit you best you know whether that's just meditating or listening to music reading his word like he said meditating on his word you know citing different verses in your head do that find that one scripture place it at your home screen or lock screen or place it on your wall in your mirror or on your car whatever the case may be and rehearse it daily rehearse it all the time and i promise you you know when you down that scripture will come to mind when you up that scripture will come to mind, and I guarantee mm-hmm. you, it will get you through no matter what you're going through. Um, if you're mm-hmm. a painter, I know a couple of people that paint. They they're a Christian painter. 
they paint scriptures and different things. You know, that's their therapy. You know, mm-hmm. you know, if you sing, dance, write, whatever it is, you know, find that place to find spend time with God. Because I know my mom, she's a singer. So when mm-hmm. we was growing up, you know, her time with God, she would sing with him on Saturdays. So, you know, like I said, it don't really necessarily have to be every day. It don't even necessarily have to be prayer. Although, pray is the foundation that access God um, mm-hmm. to get his attention. So, like I said, I do recommend prayer out of all, but whatever that suits you best in your gifts, um, use it to get close to God. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Um, like I said, every y'all just keep like, oh my gosh, like I know, I know, I'm I'm over here just soaking up everything because it's just like, God dang it, like y'all is on it today. But um, one thing I do want to add for me, um, remember that God doesn't forget you. Um, it doesn't matter what you may do, where you may go, who you may be dealing with. God doesn't never forget you because if you're called. Like Deandre say, God is gonna always will you back in some type of way, and it, it and at a point of time to you, it's gonna be like an aggravation because you're just like, what is this tick that keeps like bothering me? Every time you get like a stomach ache or something, it could be just to do the wrong thing. God, you gonna get a stomach ache because you know you're not supposed to be doing it. When mm-hmm. you're called, God never because really He forgets none of His children, but especially when you're called. It's going to always be that something that aggravates and annoys you the most when you're about to do something that you're not supposed to. Yeah. Um. So the next thing I want to add was go to him open and honest. You ain't got to lie to God. He already knows. So, uh-huh. so what's the point of going mm-hmm. and lying to him? It ain't no need. He's the one person that will never talk about you, will never cuss you out, will never, you know, he already forgive you for your sins when he died on the cross. So, I mean, if a God selfless like that, if I don't go to him honest, who can I go to honest? Okay. Um. So, I say that to say, go to him open and honest. You can cry. You can pray. Do anything that you may have to do. Because at the end of the day, God wants it all. He doesn't just want half of us. He wants it all. So, give it all to him. Because I feel like that's what we owe him and some more. Even if I had, like, like uh, the old people say, if I had a thousand tons, I went, mm-hmm. I couldn't even express to you how much you mean to me. Mm-hmm. Express to how much God means to you. Spend that time with him because it is so important um, to spend that time with him, especially just the day to day. Like then just say, take him with you. You ain't got to just pray 10 minutes and then leave him in your house. What that's going to do to you when you're going out there into the world? Okay. Take God with you. Spend that time with him and know him for yourself. Your parents been helping you try to do it your whole life. It's, it, it's, it really, after you turn age 12, as old people can say, yep. you know, you held accountable. But really, really, from the time you can start to really understand, understand him and spend that time with him for yourself. Because I'm telling you, you feel a whole lot better in just that small day that you start to really take seriously spending time with him. Your day will go so much better, and you will have the best day ever. You're like, dang, I didn't know I could smile this much in one day, and you ain't smiling. I'm talking about weeks or months. But because you spent that time with him, your day goes so much better. Um, And then, you know, make this generation fit into you. You don't got to, you don't, I don't know what that's for, but like, you don't have to fit into everything this world says, because at the end of the day, we're supposed to be we're supposed to be moving in a godly manner anyway. 
So mm-hmm. make this generation fit into you. You don't have to do everything that this generation says. Um, so be different, stand out. Um, and then another thing is let your mouth speak what God says about you. Okay. What God says about your situation. Because I think a lot of times we don't realize there's power and life and death in our tongue. And I don't think, I don't think, I think we tend to forget that scripture. That's why I tell them every scripture can help you with something in the Bible. The Bible has so many pages of just information, just of knowledge, just of stories, just of I am beautifully and fearfully more than me made. If you got to state that every day, then that is your business. Because at the end of the day, if that's the confidence that you need, every day to get up in the morning you keep stating that until you actually believe it keep letting out your mouth what god says about you or what god says about your situation because sometimes we get so caught up in what's going on we forget what god says about it first what did he say about it first before we open our mouth to say about it second we don't need to say what we say first we need to say what god says first so let's start to do that um, especially that's even especially if you're going to college or if you're in college, you know for a fact it's so many things that we I just keep saying this, but it is with so many people that we encounter, so many demons that we encounter that spiritually, if you don't pray about spirit discernment, you will be told up. I'm telling exactly. you, it will jump on you that quickly mm-hmm. if you do not cover yourself. Really, like she said, at least three make make it your business. Just like you make your job to do it every day. You know, if you don't clock in at eight o'clock, you're gonna get fired after three times or less. You, if you make it your priority to do the right thing by everybody else and everything else, make God a priority first. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if God would do us how we do how we do Him or how we had them on the past, we would be messed up and yes. screwed. Because yeah. I feel like we have to start holding ourselves accountable on how we treat God. You're giving uh-huh. me grace and mercy every day, and then I can't even spend one minute. Just say a quick prayer, God, thank you for waking me up this morning. That's something quick. They don't cause you but to say five things in one sentence. Yeah. But do something. Do something. Don't just do nothing. And, you know, just, just pray for that spirit of discernment because, trust me, that spirit don't never go away. He always leaning and creeping to get in one inch, especially yes, if you're not paying attention. So mm-hmm. I say that to say, if you if you see yourself having an attitude before you met somebody, I ain't throwing no shade. Mm-hmm. But and you know you didn't have an attitude before you met that person, and you knew that person <laughs> really was that person. You had that bad vibe mm-hmm. when you met that person. That's that spirit mm-hmm. right there playing with you. But 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 you have to understand no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's when you speak that. And when you can do that, hit everything that may just come against you with a scripture or what you know God says about your situation or what you know God says about you, period. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Yes. Because yeah. Second Peter 1 and 3 tells me God has given me everything that I need. So guess okay. what? I'm not worrying about what nobody says about me, about what I may face. Yes, it may challenge me. And yes, it may challenge my faith. But if, if it says everything, it didn't say half of something. It didn't say a quarter of something, but it said everything. Mm-hmm. And it said God, mm-hmm. the person who created me and the person who continues to wake me up every day said that. So because he has given me everything, I shall only speak what he says first. Not second, not last, not after the fact, but what he says first. Yes. That's that's mm-hmm. what I'm gonna do. Um yep. 
move with the a last pure heart. Thing. Go ahead. I was just I was just adding move with a um move with a pure um heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So y'all, the next and the last one um, is somebody asks, "Why do you believe? Why Why do you believe in God? Why do you believe in what you believe?" So I let somebody go first. I had a little attitude. I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna let somebody else go first. Um. So um. The reason why I believe um, is just because um, it's just I, I just it's just like miracles. I just seen miracles happen, and I just seen it's just like the stuff that I seen that's really evident. Um, you know, um, and I really have not. I've I, I seen um, this is a whole lot of stuff that um, you just, you, I seen God do. Um, that's kind of like wow, you know what I'm saying? That's really that's the reason why I believe it's not, and it's not ne- it's really not necessarily the stuff that um I seen him de- him do. It's just little stuff that I seen him do for other people. You know what I'm saying? Um, it may and it is uh, like uh heal you know heal uh heal bodies um uh just um. Look like just um I seen him him do like um uh it's it, I don't know it's just, it's just a lot it's just a lot of stuff that I I can just go on and on and say um but it's just like it's just little just slow and the like um the major stuff he's done you know what I'm saying that's uh that's why I believe um. But yeah, that's 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 pretty much you know what I'm saying it for me. Alexis D'Andrea. Um, I would say that I believe in God because oh back with uh, was I said, you know, what the things that I have seen him done for other people, but definitely the things that he have done for me, things that I have um have overcame. Um mm-hmm. when I was younger, you know, I used to have suicidal suicidal thoughts. I don't have those anymore. Other little, you know, mm-hmm. battles that I used to deal with, I don't deal with those things anymore. So to you know, to wake up each day and things that I used to deal with that other people still dealing with now I've been dealing with for years. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't deal with and I don't take that lightly because, you know, whether I deal with it or not, I understand that, you know, certain battles that we go through is not easy. It's almost just like a drug addict, you know, when they be having, when they trying to get so- sober or, you know, wing off what they're doing, they collapse back, you know, I feel bad. And, you know, at the same time, I kind of get upset. But then again, I don't because I understand, you know, when you've been going, when you go through a lot of things, you know, it's not easy to bounce back. Right. You're gonna fall. You know, it's with anything. You're gonna fall. You're gonna maybe revert back. It's gonna take some time. Um, but I just know that don't let it get the best of you. But overall, I know that God, He definitely has been a way maker for me. You know, when it comes to times where I'm just like, okay, God, I know I get my ten percent plus more. You know, Come on. on Sundays. You know, my finances need to get to this particular point so I can do this, that, and the third. You know. I know, you know, what you can do. And he come through every single time. 
I'm not, oh. not going to worry about this because you don't already did this for me before. So I know this time around, you're going to blow my mind again. So there's not a doubt that I know he he's not a way maker when it comes to different things I need him to do in my life. He's truly a light in my darkness because when um times where I feel myself getting low, and I know back in my um senior year in high school, that's the lowest I ever been in my life. He came through for me, and I bounced back for that. And there's a lot of times where I get emotional, and I think back until, you know, that time in my life because I'm like, okay, God, you know, I really wanted to die and leave this earth, Come but on, you man. allowed me to overcome that, and I'm able to be a blessing in other people's lives. And just that year alone have blessed a lot of people's lives um, when I give my testimony just within that year and everything that I have conquered. So, you know, Joshua 1, um, chapter 1, verse 9, you know, that that that's not my favorite scripture for no reason. It says, you know, um, be strong and courageous. I'm definitely strong and courageous because God has given me the strength to conquer everything that I endure. And I have endured a lot. And I just thank God that, you know, I have the power um, under his hand to get through a lot of things that he have um, allowed me to get through. And. And the last thing that I know that God is good to me because he's a promise keeper. There's times where, you know, I think upon the things that I prayed for years ago and I'm living in it now. And I'm just like, wow, God, you really just, you know, you, and I haven't, I didn't even, and, you know, you just, you just think about the thing that you have asked God for. And it's like, wow, you know, every year, and you know, I write out what I want God to do by the end of the year. He have already, you know, he's been and done it before August even hit. If, or if I do something right now and I write out, okay, God, I want you to do this by March or by February, even before January, God been and done those things for me. And even if he don't do anything else, he's still going to do it. And even if he don't, he still, he's still good to me. But God truly is a promise keeper. And throughout this year and throughout, you know, these past like three years, he really have been showing me that I am a promise keeper. I'm going to continue to do what you have asked me to do by your obedience and your cool. sacrifices, whether that's in a year's time or five years from now, you know, you stay fast. And when you stay, when you stay the course, you know, he will do what you ask him to do. Right. There you go. Um, DeAndra had to go y'all cause she had class, but, um, so I would say for me, um, why do I believe, um, this is not my first encounter with this question. Um, I tell people I get this I get this question all the time. Um, and every time I get a chance to answer, I get really excited because you just think back on where you could have been, and then you think of the areas that God stepped in and he showed up and he showed up allow me to keep pushing, and then you think of the spot that you're in now and knowing that it's only because of his graces and his mercy. So I always tell people, read Psalms 136 and just whatever number you want to start at. Um, and it's crazy because this this scripture specifically is one of those things in the Bible that's so repetitive. So it's something, obviously, that I need to understand. Um, so I hope this helps you understand my part of what, what I'm about to say. Um, Psalms 136. Um, I'm just start at verse 23 to 26 because it's so it's so long of just a verse, but it's repetitive. Um, it says, "Who remember us in our low condition for His mercy endurance forever." 
and tore us out of the hands of our oppressors for his mercy endures forever. He gives food to all living creatures for his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the God of the heavens for his mercy endures forever. So the fact that everything that is, it's like God is giving a response to everything because my mercy. So then I was like, God, why are you? And so God was like, okay, make it personal for your mercy endures forever. I may be going through, but for your mercy endures forever. I may didn't do the right thing, but for your mercy endures forever. And because he continues to give me grace and mercy on a day-to-day basis, even sometimes where I put myself in certain situations, I know that if it wasn't for his graces and mercies covering me or overshadowing me or the favor, that's another word, favor, overshadowing me, I know I wouldn't be here to talk to you guys. Um, so I say that to say God is very selfless. Um, and for me, I'm going on a three-year medical battle. Um, and I tell people, you know, it's been a long battle, but I know it's not on my own strength while I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's not on my own strength because I know it's been times where I did feel some type of way. But I tell people never not once did I question God. I didn't do that. I just prayed because that was one of those things where I go back to say, I said what God said first. And, and then I reflected on the situation. That's why I say it's so important to to do that first. What did God say? What did he promise first before this happened? Or what does he promise about this situation? What does he say? Because at the end of the day, how can I say I'm trusting someone, but I'm not trusting in what they say? He left me with what he says about whatever. So right. I'm going to do that and someone. I'm going to trust in his word and I'm going to give it all, not just half, but I'm going to give the whole thing to him and I'm going to speak what he says first. So I say that to say who wouldn't serve a God like that? Someone who is selfless, someone who died on the cross for my sins before I was even thought of, someone who loves me unconditionally, someone who I can talk to and he listens and he may not respond when I may want him to, but I know it's only through him why certain things have been decided. You talking about dealing with somebody's heart that has been ruthless to everyone else. But when you walk in that office Uh and and they change their whole business about you and they change the whole mindset about you i know it was only on god's will and god's way because i know for a fact it was just a person that walked in before me and you was ruthless to them but because i have favor and because i shift the atmosphere because god already gives me the power and the authority wherever i walk into that's good he's walking with me meaning that makes it i am i feel i yes i can feel entitled about what is mine because I am the daughter of a king. And when you get that attitude and you can state that meaning, I'm not worried about if you're ruthless to every other candidate because I know I am more than qualified. So I say that to say because of the God that I serve and because of the God I know who I pray to and I know who I sing about and I know who has wrote me these words in this Bible, not just because he wanted to give me something just to have for a gift, but he wanted to give me some guidance and for a God to give me guidance in this crazy behind world and for a person who can die on the cross for my sins, even when I know the sins that I'm doing is still wrong and I still choose to do it anyway, and you offer me forgiveness in spite of, I and I can move in spite of, 
that's why I that's why I serve him. That's why I believe because he's continuously giving me stuff that I know I don't deserve on a day to day basis. So I say that to say that's why I believe. That that's why I believe. Um so yeah, so anybody want to add to anything that we have talked about, just anything. Um Mm. Mm. I don't know. It's, I'm trying to think back. I'm trying to get gather my thoughts. <laughs> Alex, you have anything to add? No, I don't. I just want to say that um, I enjoyed um, this this episode, this podcast. Um, hopefully, we all can get back on another time. But it really <laughs> was a mouthful that everybody had said, and it was awesome and amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. definitely. And it's just, I, I tell them, I'm grateful that you have other youth that take God as serious as you do. Right. Um, but still live in this crazy world. And that's the, that's the funny part about it. It's just like, we're still in this thing, doing it God's way, but in spite of the worldly situations that we're putting in on a day-to-day basis. Um, so I'm most definitely grateful for you guys. I thank you guys so, so much. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up, okay? So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap of Season 5, Episode 1. We talked about the difficult stuff, but kept it real. Thank you guys so, 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 so much. Hopefully, we cleared up some of the assumptions and questions about us church kids and about church, period. Um, Stay tuned for the next episode because we are not finished yet. Younger generation, it's your turn. So stay tuned for next episode. Love you guys. Y'all say bye. 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 Bye